Welcome to this edition of Big Ideas in Supply Chain. My name is Ann Robinson, and I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Canaxis. I'm joined today by my co-host, Angel Mendez, Canaxis board member and a leader in supply chain transformation. Today, we're going to be talking about innovation in supply chains and some of the ways that you can learn, tackle, figure out how to increase the adoption within your organizations. I'm joined today with, by two guests, Professor Mohan Sodhi from the Bayes Business School at the City University of London. I'm also joined by Professor Jay Swaminathan from the Keenan Flagler Business School at University of North Carolina. Thank you to all of you for joining us today. So let's start off by talking a little bit about supply chain innovation and what are we actually talking about? What does it mean from your vantage points and particularly from maybe your students' vantage points? So Mohan, let's start with you. You and I have had conversations about this in the past yeah. and I think uh, you so have some great insights. From a student's point of view, what they see is how new products are coming in. I'll give you the example of electric vehicle. Uh, Tesla obviously has been an innovator in the product, but also in the supply chain with the giga casting and all that. So that's something innovative because innovation in the supply chain, compressing the assembly line into 200 operations into a single operation, um, bringing suppliers much closer as opposed to the globalized supply chain back into a localized uh, supply chain. So that is very exciting for students. And if you think about Toyota, Toyota has always been a sort of a leader in the auto industry. And if you think about their innovation, the supply chain in a way has kept constant and the changes to the product have been incremental. It was the Toyota Prius, then it became a hybrid, then it became a hybrid with a battery, a plug-in, kind, mm -hmm. and now it's Toyota hybrid plug-in with a solar uh, roof. So these are incremental changes which don't require massive changes in the supply chain. From an innovation point of view, you have to decide when do you make the small changes and when do you make the big changes. The important thing to remember is when the product changes, the supply chain has to change too. Mm -hmm. And Jay, what about from your perspective? So I teach a class on um, you know innovation and technology and how they, it's innovating supply chains and and uh, we we deal with a number of different things that are happening. This is a fascinating period in terms of innovation. So we talk you know there's additive manufacturing which is uh, picking up big time from mm -hmm. a manufacturing standpoint. What does it mean for supply chain? Now you can actually start everything mm -hmm. in a virtual format. And then you can, you know, sell and then you produce. So it's a, it's a very, very different uh, system we are moving towards in some, some parts of the industry. We'll also talk about data and the power of data analytics um, and the notion of visibility, uh, concurrency in, in decision making. And uh, you all have been in the classroom talking about what Canaxis does and some of the other companies that are in this sphere. Um, that's a tremendous form of innovation because now this is enabling firms to really optimize their supply chains and get to the next level. Um, then we also talk about you know, innovations. We see innovations in how the data is captured, right? So right now, a lot of our data is captured through ERP systems or you know, enterprise systems, but now you have a new generation of data coming from IOTs, mm. right? So how do you actually leverage all of that together using the cloud architecture? 
this is another form of innovation you're mm-hmm. seeing. A lot of companies actually utilize that yeah. to improve their supply chain. And finally, you know, more names that I would call newer technologies such as blockchains, as well as, you know, using artificial intelligence within the context of supply chain. This is another form of innovation that we're seeing happening in the industry. John Sicard, who is the CEO of Canaxis, as you guys know, likes to say that there's a renaissance in the supply chain space when it comes to uh, innovation. And when we debated, I always remind John that that we, we are too COVID-focused when we think of this renaissance. A lot of people in the, in the general zeitgeist, of course, um, see all of what's happened to supply chains and since. Uh, and um, I track it back to, to at least 10 years before that, where a tremendous amount of funding <clears throat> pursued inefficiencies in supply chain, the cloud making a huge difference to, mm-hmm. to implementation speed and to data movement and so on. Um, in, in your minds, as you look at your research work and your companies you, you engage with, where are the hotspots today? What do you see as the biggest opportunities today, knowing what we've learned from COVID, but also seeing the, 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 the curve, if you will, of all this innovation? I mean, that question uh, can be answered at different levels in terms of how much change is required. So if you keep supply chain constant, then it's a question of making it more effective and efficient. Uh, some of the things Jay talked about, use of uh, technologies to capture data and then analyze it, use AI, all those things. So essentially, it's the same processes, but they are now working faster because, as we say in supply chain, you have material flow, information flow, cash flow. Cash flow is still messed up, but information flow, where the latency should really be zero seconds. Right? Uh, currently, it's not. So by making it zero seconds, you're making the supply chain uh, decision-making much faster. So that's one innovation. But another thing we see is companies saying, is the product going to reach us in, uh, reach the customer in a totally different way? So whether it's talking about uh, music coming from tapes and then CDs, and uh, then little devices, and now it's just coming through the air uh, with streaming. So, w- uh, so the supply chain is obviously quite different, and maybe you don't need the supply chain. Maybe people just take a little tablet and hear music anyway. It's a different one. I mean, it's yeah, a different totally way different. of value delivery, right? So, so uh, consumer habits changing uh, is also forcing companies to. Uh, do things differently. And then the whole e-commerce thing is still around. I mean, COVID proved how effective uh, e-commerce companies could be compared to a corner, uh, to a brick and mortar store. So that part has also changed companies quite a bit. They need to have these hybrid operations in store. So no matter which company it is, they are thinking of, or if they are not already doing online deliveries, so, so that's innovation on how we deliver to the customer and what we deliver to the customer. So those are the big questions. How about you? I would say that, you know, um, the way, you know, the supply chain is evolving, right? The fundamental questions around supply chain is evolving. You think about there are few big trends. One is digitization and serviceization. Mm-hmm. So digitization, everybody understands, but also there's a lot of thinking around every product being a service. So the music mm-hmm. industry is one example. 
but also when you think about even the cab ride or you know the marketplaces everything is becoming where asset uh, light right so this is a big change in terms of how then the action there is is a lot about supply chain concepts because you're trying to bring resources in real time to make supply meet demand meet supply right so this is basically what we are trying to do in those industries so that's a, that's one of the pieces of action i would say where students are very interested in understanding can i create a different model which is asset light that can you know kind of breakthrough and create a breakthrough in an industry setting uh, i think the second area where i think we're seeing a lot of excitement is around um, in terms of action you know mm-hmm. companies thinking about it is 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 basically cloud how do you optimize using the cloud and um, you know control towers within the context of supply chain which is providing that information and using that to optimize and now of course artificial intelligence i think this is where tremendous interest is at least in the student population We should yeah, talk but, about those uh, students. If when, I could add to that, yes, please. Uh, I had mentioned those material flow, information flow, cash flow. Uh, at least in London, there is also uh, the excitement around the financial flows. I mean, London is a Indeed. finance city, and um, what do we do with supply chain finance, reverse factoring? And there is uh, quite a lot of interest, uh, despite uh, recent and massive failures uh, in reverse factoring. So, so. financial flows are still quite primitive for the most part and improving those uh, is quite exciting so if you're a if you're an operator if you're a chief supply chain officer today let's say no matter where you are in the world uh, you're very focused on on getting the day-to-day execution right um, how would you advise they keep up with this wave of innovation these technology driven process driven uh skills driven um what have you seen work for for those uh, who are in our audience who may be wondering uh, how do i how do i keep up how do i organize it for my company and how do i make it come to come to well, life how do I, i learn how do i learn i think so far because covid was such a tumultuous period uh, a lot of learning came from reacting right uh, because if you and if you go further back there are lessons lost too there were pandemics before this is not the first pandemic right, we right. had the 2009 2010 and then uh, 2002 2003 with SARS 1 uh, uh, it seems those lessons are then quickly forgotten so people learn how to react do good things and then uh, they go back into a zone of comfort until the next big thing hits um in a way it's a problem in the companies because supply chain is supposed to deliver on cost and nothing else um, and it was only during covid saying okay forget the cost at least gather some revenue by <laughs> delivering the product uh, and that creates some innovation how long it will stay i don't know and uh, because covid will disappear hopefully and that means uh, things will eventually normalize i hope eventually normalize uh, with skill shortage and everything um in terms of what they should do they know um that this digital front is there anyway and i remember being in silicon valley back when e-commerce was new and so everybody was scared that they might get amazon the way 
which they were, <laughs> but incidentally, <laughs> many of them. Uh, and I think that might be the only thing to remember that uh, you can be uh, wiped out. And the massive difference that I see between companies on the digital front, some are so sophisticated that uh, as an academic, I can only uh, have my mouth open saying, oh my God, what are companies doing? And most companies are just thinking about something. And you can keep thinking about things. In the meantime, the world moves on. Right. So I think they have to at least start experimenting with these digital technologies. They have to start experimenting not just with the supply chain, but what part of the product could be digitalized away. It could be the whole product that's digitalized away. Or like with an electric vehicle, some components are now software and chips only which otherwise would have been camshafts and all kinds of mechanical gears, moving parts, they've all disappeared. So, so your product may disappear, your customer may disappear, and uh, your supply chain may disappear. So there has to be some notion of that uh, in the background to keep some innovation going. Yeah, I think what you're, what you're articulating is by being customer-centric in your thought yeah. process, and recognizing what it is that the customer needs, that supply chain, whether it shifts from being yeah. a physical supply chain to digital in the case of music, yeah. or if it just fundamentally changes because now you're, you know, you're getting a ship from store that's going right to your neighborhood yeah. bodega as opposed to a big international shipment for a product, whatever those evolutions are, that always needs to be in the back of your mm -hmm. mind, right? Not the not necessarily looking from a raw material forward supply chain, but customer back, which honestly, Angel, is something that you really brought to the forefront back in the Cisco days. It was a very tactical environment every day. And one of the things I cared an awful lot about was to bring people out of that environment and get them to elevate their thinking and see the world, at least for a week, a year, you know, what are the big trends? What are the big things we need to think about when I worked together during that period in time? And, and what do you see now? This was 10 years ago, perhaps more. What, so, what do you see now? Uh, so I think that's a very good point. I think one of the most important things when you're uh, leading a supply chain organization is to understand what is out there. And sometimes in your day-to-day, -day, you're so busy that you don't have the opportunity to just explore and know all the new technologies. So universities... Definitely, that's a first starting point. You've got great universities doing research and you know knowing about these new technologies, case studies around that, and then taking the organization for a week or maybe 10 days and just, just getting infused with all those new ideas that could really open up your thinking. That's, that's the first step, I would say. And you, you, you and your organization did amazingly well with the Cisco program that, that you had for multiple years, yeah. which totally kind of changed the way Cisco at that time thought about supply chain and became more customer focused. Mm -hmm. um, in today's context, I think there's, there are some other avenues as well. So executive education, bringing students, of course, bringing executives to campus is one. But there's also a lot of material on the internet, either through Coursera or through universities, themselves offering this material in the form of, uh, you know, education, in the form of small classes that people can, you know, take mm -hmm. online and get to know the technology. But getting to know is just the first part. The second part for actually innovating is to have a business case or a, or a pilot mm -hmm. 
which will fit, which will serve a purpose. Because the whole idea is how do you actually enhance the value provided in your business with that innovation? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we see the case where you hear a buzzword, you hear blockchain, or you hear AI, and you say, I need to implement this. But you're not thinking so much about what does it actually bring to me? Uh, what is it? How can I deliver superior What's the value? problem I'm trying exactly. to solve? Yes. And so I think that's important, right? So I've, the, among the companies that you see innovate better or faster, I would say, is having that drive to actually solve a problem for the customer or enhancing the value and then using the technology and a pilot along with that to try that, right? Um, and then and the third one is, of course, you know, if you want to be successful at innovation, you've got to try lots of things, right? So what we see with companies that have been successful is to, you know, they try many things, 75%, 80% of them are going to fail. Yep. But you should not and lose heart with that. What was used the expression, you have to take more shots on That's goal. Right. Exactly. Because you never know. What, so what are the... A couple of very yeah, simple techniques in a way, making what Jay said uh, tangible. What I do with my executive MBA students is two uh, things. One is scenario planning. So they at least get used to the idea of dealing with uh, a completely uncertain future. What should your company be doing, products, et cetera? Mm -hmm. So scenario planning. Um, and the second one is design thinking, saying how would you redesign a process? So design thinking. So these are both kind of open-ended and brainstorming type of activities. And it could be done in a day, half a day. And uh, at least people will keep in mind that big changes are afoot. <laughs> Indeed. And, so, so and it will can... become a seed for future innovation. So I'm hearing, be curious, mm -hmm. learn, mm -hmm. test and try, <laughs> and then fail fast. Right. And organize all of that into a, yeah. into a routine, yeah. a process, a, repeat, a repeatable management process. I, I am super curious, and we can't let, uh, and we can't let two educators uh, sit with us for a little bit of time and not talk about their students. That's right. And, and whether they are graduate students or executive MBA students or undergraduate students, I'm curious about two things. One, um, how are their interests different today than 10 years ago when it comes to supply chain education? Uh, when they come to your programs, you know, why do they come now versus when they come then? Is it different? Is it, what, are the, what are the material changes? And the second thing I'm interested in is what skill sets do you think now you have to help them with, impart in them, uh, that are different uh, than, say, five or 10 years ago? So if you could take that and just riff around it, I'd be so, curious. For our master's degree, the students who are coming in now are definitely curious about digital technologies. I mean, that's the big draw. How can we use AI, blockchain? And they initially, it seems their interest is really around the jargon rather than the technologies per se. They want to be able to say those things and then uh, come up with a startup model which will be uh, quickly <laughs> become in the billions of dollars. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean, jokes aside, uh, the interest, I would say the draw right now is uh, the use of the new fangled digital technologies for the master students. The executive MBA students are older, they're just trying to survive, seriously. I mean, it's how to continue keeping the ship floating right, and right. keeping it going in some direction. So there is a very different approach, different attitude. What about for you, Jay? What are you saying? So I would say um, 
you know, in terms of the shift in the last maybe 15 years to now, 15 years ago, um, students would be more interested in the global aspect of the supply chain. Their whole goal was, okay, we, we are in a global economy. How do I make, create a supply chain so that I can learn all the tricks around where, where I could leverage different resources and try to build the supply chain, um, the most efficient and effective supply chain. Today, I think the shift is more towards digitization, you know, understanding all these digital resources I've got, how do I actually utilize that to make my supply chain more productive and more, you know, responsive. That would be one big difference, I would say. The second big difference, and this is more maybe because of the COVID and all the uh, post-COVID impact, at least in our school, we're seeing a, a major interest from the larger pool of students that are going through the MBA program, right? Everybody wants to know what is this thing called supply chain? Mm. And I wanna, so I have in my class almost 50% uh, of the MBA class takes the supply chain elective now. Wow. And, and not all of them are gonna be in supply chain. The reason they take supply chain is because they think that this is like finance today. And so they want to know what supply chain is before they graduate from the MBA program. So this is a big shift from 10 years ago where I think most of the students who took my class would be people who wanted to be in logistics, who wanted to be in supply chain mm -hmm. operations. But now a good proportion of students are going to finance industry, are going to be majoring in marketing, mm -hmm. but they want to take the supply chain class. I think those would be the two big differences. That's great. So it sounds like supply chain is a good place to be these days. Yeah. So yeah, we're I, at, we are actually at time. That was bummer. a uh, quick, uh, <laughs> quick conversation, but I was certainly appreciated. Um, if any of our listeners would like to reach out and know more about their programs, can they reach out to both of yeah, you sure. or even get involved from an industry engagement perspective? Sure. Great. Well, thank you so much to everyone who joined us today for this edition of Big Ideas in Supply Chain. And thank you to all my guests. This was a great conversation. Our pleasure. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you.